The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. The RTE payments issue and all to do with it is all over the papers today, given the news that RTE has parted ways with Ryan Tuberty. And there's going to be another appearance before one of the Oireachtas committees this week, this being the Oireachtas Media Committee, although in this instance it is going to be a private Oireachtas Committee meeting. So it won't have quite the spectacle that some of the preceding um, meetings might have had. With us is Alan Dillon, who's Deputy Chairperson of the Oireachtas Media Committee. At this point, Alan, what is it that you are hoping to find? Because I would have thought with all of the various reports and committee appearances, we know all that there is to be known. Well, good morning, Anton. Uh, yes, uh, well, I think it's important um, for the committee. And uh, we have done that in the number of public hearings that we've had to continue to hold RT to account uh, for its mistakes. And certainly the public have a right to know what is happening uh, and uh, those responsible need to be accountable. Uh, but we also need a, a balanced approach to these important considerations. So we are meeting on Tuesday uh, in a private session to discuss the second uh, Grant Thornton report, uh, its content, uh, and certainly we'll have many contributions from members uh, either uh, looking for another public hearing with RTE or, or those who may want to pause and take breath for the time being uh, and not have though, a meeting Alan, your the, issue at this point, having a meeting. Your issue in terms of, of culpability is that the person who we now know was at the absolute heart of all of this is, um, by the description of those representing her, physically unable to attend the meetings, that being D Forbes. Any prospect of getting her to appear before you? Well, I think at the minute it, it, that presents difficulty uh, due to her, her her health reasons, and and I wish her a speedy recovery. And, and yes, I agree, it, it is difficult to obtain comprehensive answers to questions that only D Forbes, Brida O'Keefe, now who who is not in our current CFO role, uh, and those who have left the executive management team, um, who are. Uh, not uh, or who have refused to come before previous committees. Um, but also it's probably uh, important that there is still outstanding uh, reports that have yet to be published. Uh, the Forensic Auditor's Report, the report on the Toy Show the Musical. We've also uh, uh, another report pending on the voluntary exit schemes in 2017 and 2021. Uh, the Comprehensive Register of Interests of RTE staff and contractors. Uh, and that also complements the government's review of governance and culture in RTE. So it... it, it there, there will be an awful lot of discussion in terms of what the next steps uh, are. I feel once we have all the information, we can make a decision. Then I, I don't support a meeting for the sake of having a meeting. I think that's counterproductive. Uh, uh, we all appreciate that RTE's reputation is already in disarray. And as politicians, what we don't want to do now is make it more difficult for them to do its job. And so it's really important that... Um, we, we discussed this on Tuesday okay. and looked to, to look at the next uh, steps. Before I let you go, Alan, what was your reaction to uh, Tuberty's departure? Yeah, I, I think everyone was was shocked. I think, you know, from listening to the DG uh, the past uh, two days, uh, they were very close in reconcil- reconciling a, a uh, their differences and putting a, a new contract on the table. Um, but in fairness to the new GG, um, he is very consistent in, in what he wants to do in his dealings uh, with uh, uh, contractors, with staff, uh, and he wants to certainly reform RTE uh, okay. and 
bring that rescue and uh, revival package and restore public trust in our national broadcaster. Alan, thank you for your time this morning. That's Deputy Alan Dillon, Deputy Chairperson of the Oireachtas Media Committee, which is going to be sitting this week to look at the Grant Thornton report and the Grant Thornton review into the payments to Ryan Tuberty. And Alan Dillon mentioned uh, the new Director General, Kevin Backhurst. Here's what Kevin Backhurst had to say on News Talk Breakfast. Look, I had a number of conversations with Ryan um, because I was trying very hard to find a way in the right way that Ryan could come back to RTE. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't really want to go into the detail of this. I don't think that's fair to Ryan uh, about the issues we spoke about. But one of the overall themes was about the need to accept responsibility um, and show, you know, a degree of remorse um, as RTE has done, because RTE rightly takes the majority of the blame for what has happened during this shameful episode. Um, but everyone involved needs to take the the right amount of um, of blame for their own actions and for the actions of their teams around them. The issue there um, in relation to the uh, Ryan Tuberty departure, at the heart of it seems to be this, as, as Kevin Backer has referred to it, a breach of trust in, in the breakdown of the negotiations. We're joined by a man who has a fair degree of uh, expertise in the area, both of the political implications and the broadcasting implications, that being Ivan Yates. Ivan, before we get into the political appetite in relation to um, licence fees and all the rest of it, what did you make of, of Tuberty's decision to put out the statement? Well, actually, uh, I, I take a slightly uh, jaundiced view of the whole thing insofar as that uh, Ryan Tuberty had a contract with RT that ran from 2020 to 2025, a radio and TV contract. He walked away from the Late Late Show, fair enough, but he still had a contract. Um, obviously, the statement on the 22nd of June, uh, he fundamentally disagreed with. And it would strike me to take one sentence uh, out of uh, a statement issued uh, during the week might be legally fragile and that I think this is probably going to head for the, the four courts now and um, that'll take two years. It'll cost around 250000 but I, 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 I would have thought that uh, Ryan was in a fairly strong position to say that the grounds on which he was ultimately sacked and dismissed were fairly insubstantial. Now, but hang on for a minute, Ivan. What Kevin Backer said, at least what he said on on News Talk Breakfast, was that it wasn't just the sentence, it was the underlying sentiment that expressed the degree to which Ryan saw himself as culpable or not. Here's how he put it. I don't want to get into a slanging match with Ryan. I have a lot of time for Ryan. He's a very talented broadcaster and, and... you know, he's a he's a decent guy, and we had good personal conversations. Um, what I can't understand is the inability to accept that the the seventy five thousand pound payments that he got paid for by RTE in the end were part of uh, of his his overall reward for for those two years. I, I don't understand why um, that can't be accepted. Do you think there's any merit in that that it's an issue of contrition rather than uh, phraseology? Well, it, it it's it's a, it's a matter of that the Graham, uh, the, the, the Grant Thornton report puts in black and white, Anton, that, that actually Brian did nothing wrong. And all he said in his statement was the published figures were actually correct. Now, I, I take the point they include the whole Renault and non-Renault situation. But, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's very simple. RTE have dismissed him. They've, they've ripped up his contract. What are his rights? And in this country, and I've been in the High Court myself, both the plaintiff and, and defendant, and the law is pretty simple. I can sack you, Anton, but I have to pay you two years' salary. So I think that's where that's headed. 
And in relation to where RTE is headed, what about the the, pol- the political implications in respect of its funding? Because we're now being well, told... Well, this, this is the major, this is the major issue. And like all through the summer, nobody, least of all any on RTE, has addressed the fundamental issue. I believe RTE is technically insolvent. That means their liabilities exceed their assets. Their borrowings are quite close to the ceiling of 100 million. Uh, so basically their structure is they have a license fee of 200 million. A third of that is eroded. Do the maths. A third is, is north of 60 million year of, of a hole in the finances. Commercial revenue is going to go down. Have you heard one proposal from uh, Kevin Backhurst or, or the board or anyone to say, this is how we're going to save 30 million a year? Because as you know better than anyone, over the last decade, there has been a transformation in the media and broadcasting uh, landscape. 83% of people now get their news through apps. 71% of all advertising is digital. And RTE have absolutely refused to say how they're going to downsize and restructure themselves in, in a new landscape in which the boss of the BBC says, in eight years' time, there'll be no terrestrial TV. And when it comes up to funding, I would say, oh, that's a matter for the government. It's not. It's a matter for RTE. But won't the reality be, Ivan, that where this will end will be the begging bowl handed to the cabinet? Well, the, the, the situation is that we have been round this merry-go-round before of referring it to the Revenue Commissioners. Revenue Commissioners don't want to touch this and will be very slow. They took on the, 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 the LPT. I don't think they'll take on this. So we're now into a water rate situation. Do you think the government are going to be sending the bailiffs and people to jail for not paying the RTE licence? Put it like this, they already got a 50 million bailout from COVID. The fact of the matter is, and no one has said this, it is unsustainable to have 1,800 employees in, in RTE. And Kevin Backhurst, if he's going to follow in the tracks of D Forbes, Oliver Twist asking for more money, they are actually going to uh, make RTE bust. But the cash, uh, uh, they were already likely to lose 30 million before any of this blew up. They were begging for money. And, and to be honest with you, the level of government bailout coming into an election cycle, it cannot be assumed the government will simply write a check. I mean, they will want to hear proposals. What are you going to do with 2FM? What are you going to do with your property assets? What's the story with TG Carr? What's the story with Lyric? Uh, and, and basically, have you heard anything from the new DG who has to deal with those commercial financial issues? We've all this stuff where Ryan Tuberty has been the story, when the elephant in the room is their finances are just not sustainable. So how long do you think Backhurst has before time runs out on the finance issue? Well, I would say uh, uh, certainly unless the budget uh, uh, bails them out, there has to be a serious conversation. Now, actually, I don't have great confidence in the department or minister in arts and culture to actually deal with this financial crisis. Uh, and, and, you know, there may be sticking plaster solutions. But the fact of the matter is, whether it's the live televising of the Rose of Tralee next week, like, uh, you know, Dancing with the Stars, that would be axed. But, like, what I'm trying to say is this. Who in RTE is having a conversation about all this? It's about reviews, corporate governance, and all that other good stuff while you're actually going down the drink financially. Although one assumes that to some extent the existence of the crisis gives an imprimatur to the new DG that he otherwise mightn't have had. Well, I put it like this. One would have thought 
in, in what, six, 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 six or seven weeks. Have you heard any utterance from him how he proposes to deal with what is at best somewhere between 30 and 60 million of a financial hole? And like they have a lot of overheads there. And I, I would have thought that was the biggest failure of leadership. He's actually behaving like a journalist rather than a CEO. Although he has said, and the, the quote I think in relation to the cost, uh, he said, I have said to staff that I would do my utmost to make sure there are not redundancies and if there are, there will be an open and fair process around it, respectful of staff and liaising with unions. We will, of course, watch this space. Before I let you go, Ivan, any interest in uh, 9 o'clock RT1 weekdays? No, i tell you what I'm very interested in. 8 o'clock tonight, live on Virgin Media 3, Shelburne <laughs> uh, Park. The next three Saturday nights, I am... I'm Really uh, happy out in so far as I'm presenting the the Greyhound Derby, Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby, uh, eight o'clock this week in the quarterfinals, semi-finals of miles, nine o'clock. So I'm really interested in that. I've said you were the right guy for that slot, and uh, a lot of people said I was right. A lot of people, I'm sure, said you were wrong as well, Ivan. Ivan, thank you so much for coming on. That is Ivan Yates, and of course, you can get him uh, covering Shelburne Park, as he says, on Virgin Media. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.